So we are here with the seventh episode of the Huddle Hive Buzz. We're going to talk about how we did in week 11. We're going to talk about injuries because that has been a big deal this season. And then we're going to do a preview of week 12 right before Thanksgiving. So tonight we've just got Mondo and myself. Brandon is off in the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. Um, (laughs) But... uh, I can tell you from talking to him briefly, his week 11 was crappy. So now that we got that out of the way, Mondo, how'd you do? Uh, I didn't do too bad. I didn't do great, though, on DraftKings. I, I, that's where I did the worst. $59 in entry fees. I only won $12. On FanDuel, yeah, that's right. Boom. <laughs> on, <laughs> on FanDuel, 93 in entry fees, 154 in in, in winnings. So oh. right, profit six more dollars. That's right. Uh, yeah, not bad. How how'd you do, Steve? I had another horrible week. I mean, two weeks in a row, I'm just crapping it up. Uh, I'm down overall 134 dollars um, on DraftKings on Fanduel. I'm only down 24 dollars, 82 dollars in entry fees. $58 in winning, so profit of negative $24. And then on FanDuel, $235 in entry fees, winnings $124 and down $110. And uh, I have to say, I know exactly where my loss was, where, I mean, where I, I just wasn't making any money. And it comes from, looking at Huddle Have, uh, it comes from actually my cash games. So this week I put in $97 in double ups and, and it, I, that's all I did for cash. So just double ups or like 50 fifties and uh, my profit was negative 47. And part of that is I thought, and I think we all thought this going into week 11 was that, uh, that it was a cash weekend. Like there were, the, the games were supposed to be easy to predict. You knew certain players were going to hit their, their, their high floor. And so I entered in um, a couple expensive, couple, couple of expensive uh, cash games, and it killed me. What, what, what were some of the players you, you entered this week? Yeah, so, this past I, week. so the players that really hurt me this week were uh, Carr. He didn't live up to what he, did, what he was supposed to. And then I think we're going to talk about this later with injuries. Charkandrick uh, West, uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, both them got hurt. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, he was a late scratch. I played him a couple times. So I had, I had a pool of players where they were either hurt and they were high-cost players or they were low-cost players that didn't hit their floor. Yeah. So what about you? How'd you find success? Uh, you know what? It was really two players. I played uh I played leagues. I played anywhere from four person leagues to uh, I believe twenty and ended up ended up uh cashing out on most of my plays, which was nice. Uh my key players were Cap Newton. Uh I mean he had a he had a great week. Yeah. And I had McFadden as well. Uh, McFadden, uh, I mean, he scored decent, 16.4 on FanDuel, DraftKings 20.9. And uh, I did have Julio Jones on some of those lineups, so uh, that wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad play, 20.5. 
uh, points. Other than that, everybody else was pretty average. What I will say, what hurt me a lot, and I probably could have won a lot more money, uh, I played the Eagles defense across the board, negative one point. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a surprise, though. That was a surprise. That was a big surprise. I could have played any other defense, and I might have won some money, some extra money. It was just that I killed. Yeah, I totally agree. I played. I mean, my probably my worst player was Ebron, who going into week uh, eleven or whatever had at least he was tied in targets with with uh, Golden Tate, I think. So he had eight targets going in, and he had a number of drops the week before, but no one thought he was. I mean, he scored zero. So get to the headline he scored zero and he only had two targets he didn't catch either of those balls and it's such a surprise because he's looked at as the third option behind calvin johnson and golden tate and the raiders are so horrible against tight ends yet he scored zero and i mean this is the third time i feel like i've been kind of burned on tight ends going against the raiders uh first with heath miller a couple weeks ago then Kyle Rudolph, who I didn't play because I thought he was they weren't going to target him, and they didn't, but a lot of people played him, and he didn't do anything that week, and that was last week, I think. And now Ebron scored zero against the Raiders. So the question is, are the Raiders getting better at defending the tight end at this point, or are our teams just not using their tight ends effectively anymore uh, when they face the Raiders? So I'm really, You know what? Yeah. I actually, I, I have. I was researching that earlier today, and the Raiders versus tight ends uh, from week one through week four, uh, tight ends were just killing the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, after their bye week, uh, they did have one bad game against San Diego, but uh, they week eight through eleventh. I mean, they're they're just they're just stopping the tight ends. It's it's. It's not looking good for tight ends uh, moving forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the other thing, especially with that game in particular, was it was supposed to be a very high-scoring game. It was, I think, the second highest-scoring game predicted by Vegas. And it ended up being a dud. And this is the second week in a row a uh, Detroit game has been a dud. And I think and this is them coming out of their bye. I think they've tightened up their defense quite a bit. And so the perception still is Detroit is horrible and people are going to run up the score on them. But it's been two weeks in a row out of their bye where they've held pretty strong. And I know they have you know, one of the top corners in the, in the NFL, and he, he was on uh, Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper scored something like 1.4 points on uh, DraftKings, I think, and you know, 1.4 or 1 or whatever on, uh, on FanDuel. So... I think the Lions are actually better than they are. Yeah, actually looking at it, against the running back position, they allowed against Green Bay 42 yards, zero touchdowns. Against Oakland, 42 yards, one touchdown. Uh, against wide receivers, this pat, uh, since coming out of the bye, they have done – let me find them. Uh, they've done, I think – let's see – 
180 yard, 189 yards, zero touchdowns, 108 yards, zero touchdowns. So they're not giving – I mean, it's that defense where it's bend, don't break. So it's they give up the yards, but they don't give up the touchdowns. And I think – I mean, they go against Philly this weekend, this, this Thursday, and I think we're going to see more of that. So it's interesting in that people still think of the Lions as a bad defensive team – but at least coming out of the bye, they are playing much better than than we thought. They are playing a lot better. Uh, out of the the first eight games, there was only one game where uh, zero touchdowns were scored against the Lions. Uh, wide receivers. We're talking about wide receivers. Yeah. After the bye, no touchdowns. Uh, they're you know maybe they are improving. We'll see. They have yeah. Philadelphia this week. They do have Green Bay the following week. They're they're starting to get a little hot. Yeah. Well, I'm basing it on one game, <laughs> week eleven game. Yeah. Let's let's see if Lacey can uh, keep going. Yeah. So let's. I mean, let's talk about injuries because we kind of talked about what we saw this past week, but we started to kind of talk a little bit about injuries. So, did you play anyone who had who got injured this week? I mean, this weekend. I mean, there were quite a few injuries in the past like three weeks, there've been a ton of injuries. Uh, so how are you first? Uh, tell me, did you play anyone with injuries and how have you been kind of dealing with the injury issue? You know what? On daily, I, I got a little lucky. Uh, I had Freeman on a few lineups and that hurt. Yeah. But, uh, I, I didn't win in any of those lineups. Uh, Luckily, I had McFadden playing, and uh, I had Langford. Langford didn't do that well. He, yeah. he scored thirteen plus points with that last, you know, last two three minutes. He scored a touchdown to save, to save me from losing some money. Uh, but Freeman was my only unlucky player this this week. Uh, season long is a, <laughs> <laughs> but we, I won't get started there. How about you, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think injuries definitely affect season long a lot more because you're stuck with those players. But um, I got, I'd been pretty lucky the past two weeks, but this week I was very unlucky. 90% of my lineups had Trichandrick West. He went out in the second uh, quarter with a, uh, with a head injury. Uh, and then I think 50% of my lineups had Freeman, and he went out with a head injury. Uh, I had I didn't have any four set. He went out with a broken arm, so I lucked out there. I didn't have Flacco, even though his injury was at the end of the game. Uh, I had oh, I had Marshawn Lynch, and I mean, if it's Fanduel, your he was a late scratch, late game. Uh, Fanduel, your lineups are locked, so I was screwed there because uh, he was he went out. I didn't have. Let me think. I mean, there's a couple quarterbacks I went down. There's a couple running backs I went down. I mean, it is – it's been a hell of a season. I I think injuries – I don't know if injuries are worse this year or they look worse because more prominent players are getting injured. I'm really not sure which one it is. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries this, this, this season. I mean, look at the Ravens. Yeah. They're, they're hurting all across the board. Uh, you know, Flacco and um, uh, Forsyth got hurt this past week, like, as if they didn't have enough with um, 
with their wide receiver. Oh, Smith, Steve Smith. Yeah, you're right. Yes, excuse me. I lost my <laughs> train of thought there. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been. I mean, everybody's been hurting. Everybody's been hurting. Uh, there's players that are apparently just found out Kaepernick is having surgery. I'm not sure what that's about. Yeah, he's but out. He, he's, he's out for four to six months. I thought he was playing well. I don't know if the injury had anything to do with that. Uh, Rogers, who hasn't been playing well. Uh, I don't know. I tend to think something's something's wrong with a guy. I don't know. But that's football. Yeah. Yeah. You're not – most players are not going to play 100% healthy throughout the season. Part of the game. And as a fantasy uh, football player, you, you you just – you have to figure it out, you know, week in, week out. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, the, the thing that helps me the most is I use um, SleeperBot and I use Fantasy Labs News on Sunday mornings. And they give great insight on – who's hurt and whether or not like who's a good alternative or what you can kind of expect out of a player. Cause like, I mean, Antonio Gates is a good example. Uh, he was hurt, went into the bye, supposed to get better, uh, came out, still has a knee injury. And because of that, I stayed the hell away from Gates and he didn't really have a great matchup. I mean, San Diego did horrible, but it's that type of news that helps you adjust to injuries. And I think, that's why Sunday morning is so important because you have to adjust to those injuries. Well, so what's your strategy with with injuries here? Uh, unlike season long, where you handcuff uh, on daily fantasy, I, I think it's a little bit different. What's your strategy? Do you do you uh, uh, look for news updates? Uh, game starts and, and if you have to do do you use a handcuff or do you completely switch out your strategy uh, completely new player different team what, what, what is it that you do yes yeah, so what I do is I look and see well I, I pay attention to their practice really all week long so it's typically like if a player doesn't play when, like today like Monday or Tuesday it's okay if a player doesn't play Wednesday and they're a veteran, that's typically okay. Like Calvin Johnson usually doesn't practice Wednesdays because uh, he's a veteran and he's been in that system for so long. Uh, but then you'll have um, then Thursday and Friday come, and if all of us, if a healthy player comes on the injury report late in the week, I will stay away from that player because that means something happened late in the week. Something. I mean, Derek McFadden tweaked his groin late in the week and I played McFadden in like 90% of my lineups and I, but I followed what was going on the before Sunday and they said wet ground and he has soft tissue issues so a wet ground could aggravate that so he, he may he may be more limited they may not use him as much but I didn't care. I'm glad I didn't care because he played well. But, I mean, it's more of a risk, though. And I think that's the thing, right? It's a little bit more of a gamble if you use an injured player versus not injured player. I mean, sure. a, a couple weeks ago, I had uh, I had a couple lineups where there was either a P or a Q next to every single player. And, I mean, it just stresses you out because it's like, well, are they not going to use them? Or is they just being precautious? You just don't know. True. 
True. I, I had a bad experience two weeks ago. Uh, maybe it was three weeks ago. Marshall Lynch was a late scratch. I, what I ended up doing was uh, I ended up switching in for Thomas Rawls. Yeah. Horrible game. Didn't do anything. Uh, this week, uh, Marshall Lynch again was, uh, was questionable. Uh, late scratch. Uh, I, unfortunately, I did not have Lynch in my lineups uh, this week. Had I done so, I don't think I would have uh, played Raul, Rawls, which yeah, would have been a horrible off. idea because he went off. Yeah. So you never know. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes. I mean, and that's the thing, right? It's do you go with the backup for the injured player, or do you go, or do you pivot to a starter, but they may have a worse matchup? And that's the question, right? It is a question. I've, I think I've, I've, I've done, I've done it both ways, and I've, I've had all kinds of. Uh, just different uh, outcomes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going into week 12. There's still a bunch of injuries. Uh, Matt, I mean, you think about Matt Forte, they're lucky they have Langford, so they're not rushing him back. But then you've got Alshon Jeffrey, who's had problems all season long. And when he's on the field, he, he, he delivers like 90% of the time. I think only against the Broncos, he really didn't do anything. But he may go out. I mean, they have a Thursday game against uh, Green Bay. So the, the question is, do you play him against Green Bay, who has a okay secondary? Or do you go with uh, Marquise Wilson, who is the, the number two receiver, because Eddie Royal's out still. And Wilson had a good – he had a good um, – game last week against Denver. So, I mean, it's just a crapshoot at this point. And I think, and this is what I'll say, I think the injuries are, daily fantasy this season has been more difficult because of the injuries. Especially the last couple weeks, games have been lower scoring uh, with the exception of like one or two games. Like the exception this week was the Tampa Bay game, the Cincinnati game, and the... Uh, Carolina game. Those three games were the really high-scoring games. Aside from that, everything else fairly low. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, Je- Jeffrey, would you, would you play Jeffrey if he was healthy this week against the Packers? Yeah. Would you, you would consider him? Yeah. Yeah, he's fairly con- – when he's healthy, he's consistent. You probably get – at least 80 to 100 yards out of them and a touchdown. You know, the, the Packers are giving up, uh, on average, uh, about 12 catches to wide receivers per game. Uh, you know, they, they, they've had some games where they've given up over 200 yards, uh, but they do average about 150. Uh, touchdowns every other game. Uh you know, Jeffrey's good. Color is a great quarterback for Jeffrey. That, I th- yeah. that would be a, a pretty solid play. And and then we also don't know what's going to happen with Forte. It sounds like he he's going to be playing this week. Yeah. At least that's what he's telling everyone. So yeah. uh, we're so just going to have to keep a, a close eye on that one. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about this coming week. So what game do you think is going to be 
the highest scoring game of the week. And I have the Vegas line, so you tell me, and then I can tell you what the line is on it. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm stuck between two games, but I'm going to say New Orleans-Houston. Yeah, that's the highest line. I mean, it's is a, it? Yeah, 47 and a half. Okay. What, what, which one do you think is uh, going to be the highest? So the game that I'm really focusing on is either the Chicago Green Bay game. Because so there's a number of teams that have played earlier this season that are that are playing again. So I'll I'll tell you who those are real quick. Giants are playing at Washington again. Last time it was no they're at excuse me they're at the Giants. But last time they played it was Giants 32 Washington 21. Uh, Miami is playing the Jets again. Last time it was 27 for Jets 14 for Miami. Uh, Arizona is playing the 49ers again. Last time it was. 47 to 7, uh, Arizona 47. And Chicago Green Bay, last time it was 31 23, with Green Bay uh, winning 31 to 23. And then was Baltimore uh, versus Cleveland, 33 to 30, with Cleveland winning that one. So a lot of those are actually fairly high scoring. And for me, based off that information, uh, I think the Giants game could be high scoring because Washington's been involved in two games already, back-to-back weeks. Actually, three games, one before their bye against Tampa Bay, uh, where they've had a high-scoring game because they can't play defense. So it ends up being a shootout. And the Giants can't play defense for shit. So I think uh, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I agree with you. I think the Houston-New Orleans game is going to be high-scoring, even though they're at Houston. Uh, it's still warm in Houston, so Drew Brees should be okay. And then I think the Chicago Green Bay game has potential to be high scoring again. You know that New York Giants Washington game that that was my my other game. Yeah, I think that's going to be high scoring game. I don't I don't think you can go wrong with playing Cousins or Eli Manning. Yeah. Uh, Wide receivers. It's going to be wide receivers game. Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't yeah. done anything this year, this season. I think this is the game. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys, yeah. I think that we we need to be looking at this game for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, the Giants have have been getting killed by wide receivers this year. So it's yeah. it's Deshaun's Jackson day. Yeah, I'll tell I, you that. I also think Jordan Reed could be a good play. He okay. So with a caveat, he sprained his knee at the end of the game last week, but he still went back in. He's been limited in practice all week so far, but they think he's going to play. And the good thing is that that's a Sunday game, so he has till the end of the week, which is, I think it's a Sunday game. Yeah, it's a Sunday game. Uh, so, that's, so that's a good thing. Um, but I think Jordan Reed could be one of the players to build around because the Giants are horrific against the tight end too. I could see a Cousins, Reed, Jackson type situation uh, if you if you really if you really have some confidence in Washington. Which I mean, we saw Jackson last week against the top cornerback in the league in Carolina, and the guy scored scored a touchdown, had a couple of receptions, so he had he had a pretty good week. You know, on the other side of the, uh, on the other side, yeah, we have Eli Manning. Uh, 
Beckham, I think most most players are going to want to play Beckham on this game. Yeah. But I think there's a deep sleeper on this one, Dwayne Harris. Yeah. Uh, thirty. You can pick him up for thirty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings, and uh, he's been he's been playing well. Uh, he's been. Uh, let's let me look at some of the stats. Last game yeah. he had a big uh, one. So, yeah, last game he had six receptions, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, uh, he was a little quiet between seven and nine. He still scored uh, uh, double-digit points, but uh, you know he's he's not doing bad. I mean, you're, you're going to get you should be able to get fifteen, fifteen to eighteen points from him for thirty-eight hundred bucks. Yeah, not bad. I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, what game would you what game would you stay away from this week? Stay away from, wow. You know what? Baltimore, Cleveland. Really? I Well, I'm going to stay away from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cleveland, I'm not too sure. Uh, I, I'm being on, I'm, I'm a big Barnage fan. Yeah. Only because I have them on season long. But Baltimore Ravens are, they do well on uh, holding the, the tight ends. Uh to, to low scores, so I'm still trying to decide if it's going to be a good play for me or not. Uh, what, what do you have? Do you have something better that's going to help out our audience? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to stay away from the Kansas City-Buffalo game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to – they're two pretty good defenses now, and I think it's going to be a grind-out game because Alex Smith doesn't commit turnovers – and they're going to try to run it against Buffalo, which is hard to do. And if it's West, West is a uh, end runner, and he's a middle runner. So Buffalo is really good against the middle. Uh, I think they have a little trouble on the ends. So it could be it could be interesting. Uh, I mean, people like statistics are showing that Kansas City is bad against the pass, but the past couple games they haven't been so. They've, I think their their pass defense is really firmed up, and so I honestly am not sure one who's going to win the game, but if there are any players worth playing that could have a, a potential big game, uh, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Are oh, you? Yeah. yeah. So well, what what player would you build a team around this week? Oh, uh, that's. Let me see, Steve. I have I have a huge list here of players. Uh, you have a pool. bunch of th- you have a bunch of Thursday entries. I, you know what? I, I I have a bunch of Thursday entries. I haven't done full scale research. Okay. Uh, but today I had some time to 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 do some research for the whole week, right. the whole weekend, and uh, I have a bunch of players here. You know who's looking really good. Uh, Right now, and I, I might go down my list a little bit. Uh, Lamar Miller versus the Jets. Jets okay. have been sucking against the the running backs. Uh, another team that doesn't do well with uh, running backs is uh, St. Louis. So, but that's a crapshoot. Do you pick Hill? Do you pick Bernard? Yeah, I know. Uh, but is is Hill injured? I don't recall. No, I don't I think know if he he's okay. They just he's okay. He's, he just sucks some games. <laughs> Uh, and of course, you got Chris Johnson against the Niners. Yeah, I mean that that 
you just you just you just have to play play them against the Niners. Yeah. Uh, uh, those are my running backs, uh, wide receivers. I told you I, I'm big on Deshaun Jackson. I think it might be his week, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick to him. Dwayne Harris might be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Packers are getting they're getting hot <laughs> based on one week. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 give Cobb a try here against the Bears. This is an important game for uh for the Packers. Yeah. Bears versus Packers is always a huge a big deal. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to step it up. Uh, Cobb needs to step it up as well. well how about yourself? Uh, there's a couple. So first, I'm going to start with the Detroit game. They're playing Philly, and Philly got destroyed last week by Jameis Winston and. His and his wide receivers and Doug Martin. I mean, Doug Martin had two hundred and something, two hundred and seventy four, hundred and seventy four, two hundred something. I mean, I don't know. He had a ton of rushing yards. Didn't score a touchdown, but like destroyed their their rush defense and their pass defense sucks. So we know that. So I think this is going to be a Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson weekend. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to play really well. Uh, I. I am in on Green Bay. Chicago gives up a lot of deep balls. So uh, I think Adams has a poss- some possible potential along with Cobb. Uh, the Houston-New Orleans game, I really like DeAndre Hopkins and, because he's, he's fantastic. And Hoyer should be back. And they have Devin Bro on New Orleans, who's the cornerback. And he typically plays shadow coverage. Uh, but... Bro gave up three touchdowns to Odell Beckham, so I don't think that he's going to be able to stop uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Atlanta, Minnesota, I'm staying away from Atlanta. I mean, Julio Jones is great, but uh, Minnesota's pass defense is pretty good, and their run defense is good. Uh, Who knows if Freeman's going to be back. The Cincinnati game, I'm staying away from. Uh, Other players I'm thinking about that – Giants-Washington game, I'll definitely play Reed, Beckham, probably Manning because he, he scored 19 points on DraftKings last time. Uh, he played at Washington. Uh, Oakland, I mean, I got burned last week from Oakland, and it, it still hurts. So I have, like, recency bias. But they're probably going to do the wide receivers, Crabtree and Cooper, are probably going to have a good day against Tennessee. So that's something to kind of consider. Uh, I'm with you on the Miami Jets game, but on the other side, I think Chris Ivory is going to have a great game against Miami. We saw what Darren McFadden did, and I think the Jets lean on their uh, running backs more than than Dallas does. And last time that they played, uh, Ivory went off. Uh, he scored. I think he he did he did really well. He scored scored a bunch of points. Um, looking at I'm all in on Arizona. Uh, I think Fitzgerald has a great week this week. That's my big prediction, I think, uh, against San Francisco because they're such a horrible team. The Seattle-Pittsburgh game, they're at Seattle, so that actually scares me. Uh, I mean, Seattle isn't as good as they were last year. So I think there's this – I think we all have a bias with that. But I just – I don't know. I just don't know what to do with that one. I have to look at it a little bit harder. And the other game that actually scares me is the New England-Denver game. Uh, I got burned pretty badly by the Patriots this weekend. Uh, Gronkowski just... The Bills stopped Gronkowski. They didn't stop uh, Amendola, who has a knee injury. 
but they they did stop Gronk. So I just don't know. And Denver's defense is better than uh, better than a Buffalo defense. So I don't know what to do there. And then I actually am on the other side of the opinion that I like the Cleveland-Baltimore game actually quite a bit. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. I mean, Matt Schaub's a piece of crap, so they're going to have to run it. And uh, the guy who replaced Forsett, I can't remember his name. Tuberius Allen? Yes. Uh, he's, he, he did fairly well against St. Louis. So I think he's going to have a pretty good game. And uh, the thing that makes me the happiest is uh, Josh McCowan is back. Uh, I'm glad Johnny Football got benched because he likes to party and booze it too much. He's a fucking idiot. But um, <laughs> that's okay with us. You know why? Because... Josh McCown does something Johnny Manziel doesn't do. Throws to Barnage. So I'm to Barnage. all in on Barnage this week. I think I think he's gonna have a great game against Baltimore. That, you know, I wanna I wanna add a little bit to those tight ends. I I think Reed is the best bet this week. Yeah. Uh, I think he's gonna be the highest scoring. Uh, I have Barnage on my list, my top three. Yeah. But there's one I am looking very closely to uh, if Bennett doesn't go with the bears yeah. this week, I think Zach Miller is going to be a great play against the Packers. Dude, Zach Packers, Miller. Zach Miller, uh, Titans against the uh, Packers. They've, they've scored touchdowns. They've, they've uh, three times this, this season. They've, uh, they've hit over a hundred yards and they average five to six uh, catches a game, so I think that's going to be a great play. Zach Miller kills it when he does play, uh, and, and 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 with Forte uh, on the ropes, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean Miller really came out of nowhere, didn't he? All of a sudden, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah, and part of it is so I read something. Part of it is that they're using Bennett in blocking schemes, so they're having Bennett block more, whereas it looks like Miller is not. I guess they're not doing I, – I mean, I think they're running a lot of two tight end sets, but I yeah. don't think Miller is being the blocking tight end. I think Bennett is being the blocking tight end. So that's why we've seen his numbers dip a little and why Zach Miller has been uh, a little bit up. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so oh, Well, let's see. It's, it, it sounds like we have a lot of uh... – uh, a big, a large pull of players this week. Let's see what, what, what we can do with these players. I know. And I'll ask you this. Do you like it when, do you like it when you have a larger pool of players or do you prefer it when you, when you're just not sure? So you narrow down your players. So it's a, a smaller pool. That's an excellent question, Steve. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I like, I like large pools because I tend to play uh, morning, Sunday morning uh, only contest, and uh, or, or or Sunday only contest, and 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 and, and so on. So w- with that said, I'm able to look at my at my pool of players and yeah. be able to choose still because you, you get. I mean, you're so limited when you when when, when you don't play the whole weekend. So yeah. it, it really helps me uh, figure things out better. Yeah, that's good. What's your strategy? What's yeah. your strategy? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm the same way. I usually do 
a bunch of different lineups with a bunch of variations of a larger pool of players. But I'm like you. I mean, I like the Sunday-only contests. I like the Sunday-early contests. I like the afternoon-only contests. And I'm a big fan of the primetime-only contests. So I like it like what you said. I do research on almost every single game, and I pick players. Uh, you know, I'll pick one or two or three players from each of those teams in each game and that'll become my pool and then I do what you do I divvy it up so then it's not like I'm playing Thursday through Monday with a giant pool of players it's more like Sunday early and this is the pool uh Sunday afternoon and then this is my smaller pool and and I kind of divvy it up but then I do I mean you do a couple Sunday and Monday only but uh I really limit that because there's so much I mean there's a lot of variation there have have you ever uh, entered, let's say Sunday only contest? Yeah. Only to find only to find out that there's not a lot of players in your pool, uh, from based on your research. Yeah. For those contests, that's the worst feeling. What do you do? Oh man, <laughs> so that kind of happened to me this past weekend on my afternoon contest, and uh, I. I mean, that's how Lynch ended up in my fucking lineup. Uh, and, and um, you know, I just kind of base off that. I just kind of go with my gut. And, you know, for the most part at this point in the season, you have a fairly good feeling about the teams and what players can do. Especially now, I have to say that the games where there's repeat games, where they're playing these teams for the second time, it gives you better insight into how, like, what to expect. Like, let's say, a great example was the New England-Buffalo game. So we had a little bit of an idea of an idea what to expect, even though the teams are fairly different from when, when they played originally, especially on the Patriot side. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it gave us some insight so you, could, you can kind of predict. So I, I just try to use what's there, and if not, just kind of guess which sometimes works. (laughs) It's great when it works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess we'll see this weekend is the first weekend without buys and, uh, it'll be interesting because there's a slate of games on Thursday only. Then there's a bigger, there's a big slate on Sunday and Monday. So I think a lot can happen and there's a, there's going to be, there's just a lot of players to choose from this week. Absolutely, I agree with you. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit ex- I'm a little excited about these last few uh, weeks we have left of uh, of football uh, because now we have a lot of data for the last eleven weeks on players. There's injuries involved, of course. So now you, now I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's great. It's something I didn't feel I, I didn't feel confident the first. Uh, I would say four weeks. Yeah, that's of, uh, fair. Fantasy. I mean, I'll say this. I think at least the first four weeks are a total crapshoot because there's not enough data so that you can figure oh, yeah. things out. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, there's not, there's nothing like like data. Yeah. Uh, when you when you're uh, playing, you know, fantasy football. Yeah. It's valuable. All right. Well. Bueno. That is it for week. 11 going into week 12 and uh happy thanksgiving mondo
Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Steve. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I hope good luck this week. I hope all goes well. And we will do another recap and prediction next week. And Brandon will be back from Disneyland. And he can tell Woo! us all about uh, Mickey Mouse. Absolutely. All right. Well, you, you enjoy uh, time with your family. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thanks, Mondo.